The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's up, everybody? Jim Clark. Dude, we're at the end of 1981. This is it. Yes. Thanks. It is. Well, this is it for this edition, right? We've talked about doing future things, but as of what we're doing, following In Search of Darkness, we're at the end of the 1981 movies to watch. I'm excited to I'm excited to go into the interim month and I'm also excited to jump into 82 and just to kind of see because I feel like I I love doing this where we went from 80 to 81 and seeing the evolution in horror and what they're doing in horror special effects yeah. storytelling you know we're, we're starting to start, slightly see things come away from just kind of like the grind or the indie feel of Texas Chainsaw or Halloween. And now or they're even uh last girl on, or last house on the left. Yeah. And now yeah. you're seeing, you know, all kinds of polished types, type of films. Some of them kind of hokey. Some of them did look, you know, grindhouse still, but uh, dude, 82 is, should be a fun year. And our interim month's going to be a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be interesting. We'll announce that at the end of the show. We're not going to say anything yeah, about it yet. Yes, we're making you stick around. Stick around. So uh, what's going on, dude? Anything going on? in the? I know there's some fun stuff happening in the horror horror world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did you see that there's going to be a new Exorcist trilogy? I did. I, I did. believe they said it was at Hulu, right? Really? They said Hulu. I didn't know that. Wrong. Oh wait, maybe I'm not thinking. No, I saw that they are doing. Blumhouse is taking over, rebooting The Exorcist, and they're doing the. Basically, they're picking up where the first one left off. So it's the sequel to the original Exorcist. I think what it was is I think it was um, Universal and Peacock. Which was weird to me because it said that uh, Peacock picked up uh, an X amount of dollar deal with Universal to do this, uh, or get the rights to do the uh, the trilogy. And it's the um, same. Ellen is Burstein's it the same? coming back. Ellen Burstein's reprising her role. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it is the same team. It's still Blumhouse. It's all, all wait. Blumhouse is still producing, right? They're still a big part I don't of this know. production. Team. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see anything about that because I was under the impression that they were too. I have no idea. But I guess she's reprising her role. Universal. And um, uh, Peacock came out with a deal to to uh, for Peacock to get the rights to do this, which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me because Universal owns Peacock. So yeah. it's like, okay, we want four hundred million dollars. What are you going to do? Just shuffle it around your bank accounts? Like, I don't understand how that works. But, um, yeah. Linda Blair says she's currently not involved in the discussion. Now, is it going to be an exercise? Is it going to make sense to have um, what's her name return and, and not have Linda Blair return? I don't know. Maybe they just haven't approached her yet, but I'm surprised if they were planning on it and they haven't. Yeah, so this is the same trilogy going to be produced by Blumhouse, directed by David Gordon Green. David yes, Gordon yes, Green, yes, who yes, picked yes, up the right, Halloween. Is, yes. 
And I guess they're going to swing it where it, it happens, and then they go and visit Ellen Burstein's character because everything of what happened with her. Listen to this. Here you go. The film will be directed by David Gordon Green. I just said that. The story is set to be a direct sequel to the 1973 classic film. Burstein is set to return in her role as Chris. Additionally, Leslie Odom Jr. has been confirmed to be joining the cast as well. His character seeks out Chris after his child is possessed by an entity. That's how they do it without Linda Blair. You have somebody else dealing with a possession, and they learn about this, what had happened back in the 70s. And so yes. what they do is decide, let me let me go find this lady whose daughter dealt with it, and how did she help her daughter, you know? Yes. That however, makes sense. However, how are you not going to put Linda Blair in it? Right now, there's no discussions, but who said, who's to say it's not going to happen? How are you not going to do that? It's going to have to, right? Because you know like I mean? that'll be insane, dude. They have to. Yeah, yeah. As of yet, know. yeah. She's saying that she's not being involved in any conversations around the new films as of yet. However, she followed up her statement, uh, wishing them well for those involved, uh, wishing well wishes for those involved continuing the story. She also noted her appreciation for the fans of the series who are so dedicated to wanting to see her on it. That's cool, dude. Um, I'm in, dude, because I'll tell you what. I liked what these guys did with the Halloween Um I don't know, dude. I got to go back and I, I got to rewatch that film. Maybe I'll rewatch it tonight when we're done here. But I, um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. And we'll get into that discussion when we go to that film. But we can have it outside of this episode because I, yeah. there was a lot that I had wrong with that that movie. Okay, I liked it and I enjoyed it, but it, yeah. it, 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 I don't know, dude. I don't know. I say we save it. We save that discussion for when we're gonna when we're gonna watch it uh, with Halloween Kills. Yeah, this this fall. I agree. I say we'll hold off on it. Don't try to watch it again. Don't try to change your mind. Wait till you watch it then. By the way, I'm going to go. I, I swear to God, if they were playing <laughs> Halloween in the theaters this year, I'm going to see it. Do you oh, go? yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Because I go and check it out every year. I didn't go last year because of the fucking pandemic, but I go every year. Doesn't North Park do it? Halloween time. I don't know. I don't know. If um, North Park is doing it, that's where we should go see it, dude. Classic theater. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I love when I when that the new Halloween came out. I, I was in California still. I drove up to Pasadena, where near where the old original Myers house still is. Oh, nice! And went to an old three fucking screen theater out there, dude, to see it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It was cool. I love those theaters. Um, anything else going on in horror? Yes, uh, they're coming out with another Predator movie uh, called Ooh. Skulls. Now, for me, I'll be honest. Not a fan of the Predator movies after two. One and two were, were pretty awesome. And yeah. then they started doing like Alien vs. Predator and they had all these other things. And I just wasn't a fan of all that. I mean, that's cool for the people that wanted to see it. And I'm not taking anything away from it. Wasn't something I wanted to see. And then I saw the new the newest one, right? Did you see the newest one? With the super I predator, don't. the giant predator, the much like he's a much bigger, larger, like I don't know. I saw predator. the one with uh what was it? Fucking Adrian Brody or whatever. Uh, was that Adrian Brody? Dude, I don't know, man, but I'm not a fan of him. So when I hear another predator is coming, I'm like, meh. I used to be, a, like, I love that creature, dude. That alien was so awesome. Me and my friends used to, like, I remember I used to draw Predator yeah. when I was a kid. Predators. I saw Predators. That was in 2010. Are you talking that one or are you talking the nah. Predator from 2018? So Predator was the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first one in 1990, or was it 80-something, with 80. Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? 87, dude, yes. yes. Look at that. And then there was Predators 2 in 1990. And that's it. After that, no thanks. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying you saw. You said you saw the, the, the last the, the one. The last one, yeah, Predators. So that was the 2018 one, yes. the, pre, uh, the Predator. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one, no. Because yeah. I because I saw the predator I saw predators back in twenty ten. I'm like, nah. Well, let me tell you fucking, something. <laughs> this is busted. The regular predators are in it, right? And they're fighting yeah. humans, and then they also have to fight not only are they fighting humans, but they have to be careful because there's a super predator that can hunt them and predators or, or humans as well. Dude, it was just like a lot of convoluted nonsense. I was like, okay, are I'm, you sure? I'm checking that sounds out. like predators. Maybe that's the one I saw. I don't know. I was just over it. When I saw that, I was just like, I'm done. I can't watch this anymore. This is just off the wall. Yeah. No, they they got stupid. I, I enjoyed <laughs> the first Alien vs. Predator just because it was fucking cool. And was it there was more that I one? wanted to see? Yeah, there was two of them, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But after that, no. No. Yeah so, yeah. so that's the thing. Watching that was more along the lines of, hey, let's watch them fight and see what happens. It wasn't like you're going into that looking for some sort of depth in the, in the script. See, I'm interested in this new one. What's going Filming's on? Filming's almost one. completed. It's called Skulls. Okay. Okay. And it's an origin story about the first time a predator comes to Earth. Okay. Now, see, now you sold me. Yes. Now you sold me. Yes. Because exactly. now you're taking place before Schwarzenegger. So mm-hmm. I'm bought in. Now it's not about monster predators and, and alien versus. It's not about none of that now. Now we're going to come back to a simpler time on Earth. And how are yep. we dealing with it then? Yes. Okay. Does it say what era? I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, what if it's crazy and it's like, hey, this is going to be like Jurassic Park, Predator versus Dinosaurs, and that's all it is. Yo, wouldn't it be crazy? <laughs> With like cavemen running around. No, because there's going to be a strong... Oh, wait. Uh, they're talking about going back to the original Predator and what made the first Predator Thank so you. great. Only they're going to flip you. it and make it a strong female hero. That's okay. I don't care about that. Um, That's all good. Yeah. I, well, as long as they don't do it just for fucking. As long as it's a good story and it, patronizing. And, and it works. Yes. I can't hate. I can't stand pandering and patronizing. Do it it's right. It's being do it well. rumored to be heading straight to Hulu. Ooh. Okay. Uh, oh, which the Hellraiser um, reimagining is going to be doing too. I saw uh, that. But it doesn't say the time period. I guess we're going to have to wait. Who do you want to see as the lead female against the Predators? Oh, hang on. Hang on quote from this article from bloody disgusting okay as for tone as for tone davis reveals that skull has more akin to the revenant than it does any film in the predator canon further adding you'll know what i mean once you see it okay so the revenant i don't know what time period it was but i know it's out in the wilderness right yes so now you're so i wonder if we're talking frontier days something yeah Bro, Frontier Days would be awesome, bro. That would be cool. It would be cool if they did like Salem, Massachusetts, 1660s uh, with that time period. Fear Street 4, Predator Arrives. (laughs) Yeah, that time period. It would be cool if they did the Revolution Times. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, even the Revolution times, those were days where we were still like, we only had so much settlement. Other than that, it was like wilderness and forest, right? And, and it was only, whatever the Native Americans said was out there. That's and, what you had to go on. But you dude. Had still had pockets of people that did move out and do their own thing. It was We didn't see a giant wave oh, yeah, until yeah, yeah. later, right? The wave was a bigger thing. But like you still had people that, that kind of decided, listen, I'm going to make life for my family out here and we're just going to do this. And so like, what if that's the case? And now they're dealing with aliens coming down. And if so that's the what case, if, who's the female? Who do you want to see play this character? The the one that who's the strong female lead that can take them take them on? 
You know what would be really cool is if they made a very strong Native American female lead. There you go. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Yes, why not have the natives dealing with it instead of yeah. instead of white man, right? Let Native Americans yeah. deal with it. With bow and arrows and tomahawks, dude. Who are living in a time a period God. who are living in a time period where they've already met the white man. True. And they're cautious of the white man, yet they're still working with the white man. Okay. So now this other humanoid thing comes and another at first they think it's peaceful until somebody gets blown the fuck up and then they're like Holy shit, this is worse than the white man is. And now that's the thing. I think they'll have to do it right. And oh, yeah. What yeah, they're yeah, going to want to have, they're going to want to avoid, not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, it, it's, it's, for me, it's an enjoyable and entertaining movie. Not like it's amazing, but Cowboys and, uh, Cowboys and Aliens. You want to kind of avoid that it. kind of, there's a little hokiness in it and stuff, but it's, 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 fun, it. it's fun, <laughs> is right? It, is it? It's kind of like going, it's like going to see Wild Wild West. Right, you're watching mm. that because you're gonna you're looking to see Will Smith and a giant robot spider. You're not looking yeah. that for Oscar nominee. Yeah, and I love that fucking movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, Cowboys and Aliens is the same gimmick. It's like you want to gotcha. see it for that, right? Like, so it would be cool to see Predator in that. Okay, see, you got me talking Predator all like all excited. I I started it by like I can't stand it anymore. I don't care, and now I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, do this. Dude. I'm down, dude. Absolutely, change it up, man. Give me something cool and different, and 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 sell me on it and they did heck yeah heck yeah Be interesting what if ready what if they're going to take roanoke and they're going to put this predator spin on that there you go dude wouldn't that be cool there you go that's an amazing idea that's an amazing make sure idea. you cut all of this out and we write our own and we're writing our own <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna bleep all that i'm gonna bleep out what you were saying and then like certain spots Oh man! Um, all right, dude. Let's uh, let's get let's get into this. I know we're putting it off. We don't want to end 1981, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna jump into yeah. the movie we're talking about this week. The last one on the list for In Search of Darkness, Volume One, for 1981, Ghost Story. I will take you places where you have never been. To start, I will show you things that you have never seen. Beginning, and I will see the life run out of you. Long ago, on a cold, dark night, in this peaceful New England village, something happened. Something too terrifying to remember. Something too frightening to forget. Something that has remained a secret until now. Anyone else seeing these? Am I the only one having nightmares? Universal Pictures presents Fred Astaire. Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., John Hausman, Ghost Story, from the terrifying best-selling novel by Peter Straub. Who is this? He's not a picture of her. That's not possible. The girl, the men, the evil, silence. Dad, I'm telling you something happened. I'm telling you something. I think he may have been murdered. The house, the fear, the nightmares, the vengeance, the terror. The truth. Not now, Rick. Yes. Now. Something's happening. Something terrible. I fear that more of us are going to die. No, we, we, we must talk about it. Ah, uh, she is not the person you think she is. 
Who are you? Oh, no, please, let's not stop. She's worried you have the wrong idea about her. Everything about her is wrong. No, please, please let me talk about her. Get away from her, Dave. <laughs> what are you? She's dangerous. Listen to me, please. <laughs> Soon they will learn that they have never been forgiven. <laughs> Ghost story. The time has come to tell the tale. Ghost story, dude. Um, we're gonna do it like like we did with our first few episodes and dive straight in, dude. What'd you think? Walking out of the theater, like we just finished watching this this movie. 110 minutes of ghost story and old men and what'd you think lackluster oh okay lackluster yes are you walking out going what the hell did i spend my money on that for no okay i'm walking out saying it could have been better mm. but i liked it for what it was i agree could have been a lot better i agree Cool story. Like, cool story. Yes. I feel like I've seen it done before, but not before this. Okay? I've seen it done because the idea of the story, the way this has happened, where, you know, a, f- a few people killed a girl on accident, hid her body, and then she comes back to haunt later. You know what I mean? That's come out. I've seen it as urban legend before this. Oh, okay. I feel like. Um, now it's it's mainstream. Did you ever see... Because uh, think about back to the 50s, and, and you hear people talk about back in the 50s, they would tell that urban legend about the kids who went to, you know, park their car up on the hill and started making out, you know, all those types of like yeah, the scary hook, urban the legends. Killer, yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So that's I, I see it coming from that. The the, the base ghost story aspect of yeah, it. I gotcha. Yeah, I got you. The reason I said for me it was familiar is because have you ever seen The Sixth, uh, the sixth Sense? Have you ever seen <laughs> Stir of Echoes? Kevin Bacon echoes. I don't believe if not good, good movie kind of like this. It's not this, but it's kind of like this. So that's why when I was watching this, I was like, Oh, this is a familiar story, but then it makes me think, well, maybe it's because all these other movies, obviously maybe this is where it was influenced by. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with you, man. It was one of these things where I, I finished watching it and it was, and I seen it twice. I watched it twice because I like to watch it a second time again because you never know that second time you might really just be floored. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it a little bit before. more. I liked it a little more, but it still Good. had all these things that I was just like, mm, "These are the things that we're going to talk about in the mo- in the on the podcast." Um, yeah, there was there was things that were missing. It could have been done better. It, it could have been done better. Um, I'll tell you immediately. One of the things that threw me off was the editing, the cutting. At the okay. very beginning of the film, there's a lot of different changes and scene changes and these weird kind of just snippets of scenes that are so jarring to go from one to another that I, I, for a while, at the very beginning, I'm like, okay, like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? Like, I, you I, know I, what, like I don't know what's going on right yet. It's very interesting you say that because leading up to this, this let's, let's start here. This movie is based on the novel ghost story by peter straub yeah okay 
I started reading that book for this podcast because I knew we were going to have to <laughs> watch this movie. I mean, and you I know, started reading the book. You know the name, right? The dude's worked with Stephen King. Yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. Of and, past, and I, so you know the name. Before this podcast was even conceptualized, before I'd even seen In Search of Darkness, I had bought a first edition copy of the book and I intended to read it and it just got pushed back because other things got put on my reading list yeah. first. So I had it and I wanted to read it. So I figured, great, I'll read it for this. Couldn't finish it, dude. I got 150 pages in, I think, and I closed it. And I said, I'm not doing this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I had a hard time keeping the characters straight. At the beginning, uh, I got into it a little bit, and it was just very confusing and hard to follow and keep straight. And it, it's weird you say that because it feels like what you just explained about the cuts is exactly how the book was. So I don't know if there's any sort of uh, uh, correlation between the two that translated uh, from the book to the film. Hmm. But it's weird that you say that because I had the exact same experience with the book. Yeah, dude. For a halfway, not I wouldn't say halfway. The first quarter, maybe to a third of the film, I was just like, "What is like?" Things are going on because immediately, right? It starts with this crazy shit where this dude gets scared by this woman. She's laying on her belly, you know, and in a high rise, and she turns over. Her face is all fucked up and like zombie looking, and he gets so terrified that. He fought, backs out through a, a, a glass window of a high-rise building. First, sure, let's just let's just pretend that can happen, that somebody can just step back into it, um, because that's what it is. He steps into it, and it just kind of breaks out from behind him. He falls to his death. Then we find out the guy has a brother, and his brother... Um, is talking to his father about that he thinks this is there's something wrong with this. He thinks he was murdered. Yeah. His father, we find out a little bit earlier from this that he's a, this old dude that's a part of this secret society, this group of men that have a, a social their own social club, and it's a social club where they get together and tell each other scary stories uh, once a month, and yeah. um, that's kind of like how we're introduced to to the guys, the old, the four old men in this story. This the Chowder mm-hmm. Society is what they're called. See, and I love that concept of a, of a, a group, kind of like um, Are You Afraid of the Dark with the Midnight Society. I Dude, love that concept and that idea. When I was watching that piece, right, when they're sitting there and they're having their drinks and their cigars and they're just sitting in a nice room and they're talking and the, one's wi- the one wife brought, brought all the stuff and they just kind of waited for her to leave so that they can get into their – what they do basically, this is just kind of a thing that they do. Um, I just thought to myself, man, I was like, man, like why, why do things like this die off? Do you know what I mean? Like it's I don't know that Technology. this happens all the time. Video games, television, TV shows. It sucks. Cell phones. I want to start a group like this. I want to start a secret society of of horror storytelling people that meet once a month or maybe maybe quarterly, right? At four times a year in a secret cabin somewhere where like the idea is is we're meeting there and however many members there are maybe two, three, four, right? Like the four at the like four or five. Like the idea is, is over that weekend, everybody has a story to tell on one of the nights. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be freaking awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, we should do that. We got to find people that would be into it, take it seriously and then really do it. uh, Yeah, Patreon. When we start Patreon, we'll raffle off some. We'll uh, we'll do something. Visit trips, yeah. We'll do, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll record some of the stories and send them out. Anyway, there's this secret society. There's the Chowder Society that tells stories. Um, So the son talks to his dad and says, I think something's wrong. And the dad's like, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. It's not it. It's not it, right? And from there forward, we start to get this idea something's not right. Something's going on. You know, all these men are having nightmares. 
And it's kind of written off by the wives that, of course, you're having nightmares. You meet once a month with your friends and sit in a dark room drinking and telling scary stories to terrify each other. What do you think's going to happen, right? Um, but as the story continues, um, dude who just lost his brother, well, his father dies, right? Um, yep. Wait, how did he die now? I forgot how the first one died. The first what? The first guy? The father, yeah. He went off the bridge. Oh, that's right. It was the bridge thing. And because he, yeah. he's at the bridge, he's looking down, he turns around and all of, oh, he hears the voice, turns around and there's the zombie lady again. So basically, yeah, we're seeing like this. This poor truck driver, this poor plow driver just happened to be present in all these situations. This poor fucking dude needs some counseling. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like the kind of stuff he's, he's seeing, right? Um, so after his father dies, this guy goes to the other three old men and says, listen, I want to know about my father. I want to know what's happening. And I know that he was a part of this society. And I know the only way to join the society is to tell you guys a scary story. So I want to join and I'm going to tell you guys a scary story. So they're like, sure. And he tells them a story about this woman he met. And, uh, you know, he, he madly in love with her. It became this kind of torrid affair. He saw her at school, at college. He, or he's a professor. Was he's the professor? He was a teacher. He was he's a teacher, teacher, and she was the new secretary for the the dean or principal or whatever. whatever um, oh, that's what it was. She was the, the 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 secretary. So anyway, they 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 have this they a romance blossoms right. This woman is very intense. He wants to marry her. She says sure, but not. You know, we're not going to elope. I want to marry you in your hometown. I want to meet your family. I want to marry you in front of your father and his friends. And you're just kind of like. Well, that's kind of weird. Like, that's a weird <laughs> way to say that. But then when you hear that, you're like, oh, something's going on here. Something's going on here. Yep. Uh, yep. He's telling yep. this story, and he talks about how she starts acting crazy, dude. Like, one night he wakes up, and she's all p- paranormal activity on him, just standing there staring. Standing there staring at him, yeah. Dude, they're in the bath together, and you're like, man, here comes another sex scene. And he does this kind of, you know, cutesy thing where he pulls her feet, and she goes under the water. And then she's under there for a minute, and you're like, what the fuck? Dude, Yo, I thought she- her hair fell off. <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> when she sat up... And started screaming. I was like, yo, that was a, I mean, it was a little intense. I was like, that's not yeah. bad. That was not a bad jump scare. Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was but, a good one. Yeah, we're seeing that stuff, right? So we're seeing it. He's telling this, this, all this stuff's happening. Then, And it gets to a point where he just can't take it anymore. She's too crazy. She's talking crazy stuff in her sleep. She's laughing maniacally when he's talking to her. She's cold to the touch. So he says, you know, maybe I don't want to marry you. And she flips out. She's like, no, you have to. And he's like, no, I don't. And that's it. He pieces out. But then he feels bad and he wants to come back and talk to her and the house is empty. She's gone. And like it's it's like and here's the other thing. How much time passed from when the brother called? Because the brother says a month ago he met the woman. But there's nothing to tell us that from that moment what was going on here that he's calling his brother, you know, oh, this month this much time passed. Did I miss something? I watched it I, twice I and I didn't catch so. it. I don't think so, but his brother telling him that, that you know, saying that that, that that's yeah. right there, the transition, they just did yeah. it poorly, that's all. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. There's certain things, the way it was edited and the way it was kind of put together made you feel like, oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, brother says, I met this woman. She's amazing. She knows you because she thought I was you. She was calling out to you. And so, and he's like, oh my God, don't don't mess with her. She's crazy. She's, she's, she's not normal. She's, she, there's something wrong with her. Brother's like, you're jealous of me also because I'm getting married. And he's like, wait, no, don't get married to her. And brother hangs up on him. <laughs> I know, right? You like my my retelling of the film? <laughs> <laughs> you nailed that scene. So basically, 
he ends his story telling these old guys that he thinks something's wrong, that there's something crazy with this woman, and she killed the brother, and something's going on with it. And he, she feels like he feels like there's something. It has to do with his dad. Like, what's going on? You guys need to tell me something. And his suspicions are confirmed because the old dude just start. One of the old dudes is like, "I knew it, I knew it. We should just spill the beans now. Let's just start talking." <laughs> and the other guy's like. Would you shut the fuck up? We're not talking about <laughs> anything. Like they're yelling at him. Those two guys are like, "No, we're not going to talk about it." Uh, yeah, but, dude was in fucking hysterics. Yeah, but then so it starts to kind of come together. You start to, as a viewer, get this feeling something happened, and these men are hiding it, and it has to do with this woman. And this guy has. Well, this don't feeling. forget, he found the photo too. Oh, there you go. He found a photo you of all these, I mean? these so four that, guys. That right yeah. there, he's like, "What the fuck is going he's like, on?" Yeah, he's like, "How do you know her?" You know, fifty something years ago, when I when I knew her, yeah. you know, did if, now. And I, the reason I know it's fifty years is because finally, when they're like, "Okay, yes, we knew who she was. We killed her," and he's like, "What the fuck? You mean you killed her?" The one dude starts to tell the story. He goes. Before you tell the story, let me just say this. This shit gets real dark real fucking quick, dude. Yeah. Got real like I was like, oh my God, this is like rapey. Like, what the fuck is gonna Straight happen, up. dude? Uh, he tells a story about it being 50 years ago that these four men came across this woman, and this is where she was the student. They were in, in college and he saw her, they saw her at the college, and everybody noticed this woman. There's something about her, right? The way she kind of carried herself. And she had come over from Europe and no one knew who she was or who her family was. She was just kind of like this mystery woman. Yeah. Well, these four men befriend her and she kind of starts hanging out with them. And, and they're all in love with her. You can all tell they all have crush a crush on her. And it's 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 back in the like what the, so what nineteen thirties, right? And nineteen thirties. Yes. Times were simpler, man. Like seeing seeing four guys and her just kind of skipping through the fields and just kind of having a grand old time. I was like, man, like nowadays, you wouldn't see that. If if you saw that, those kids were going to get picked on right away from all the other people. Like saying, like like, what are they doing? What are those guys doing? I disagree. Frolicking, guys frolicking in a field. You don't think they would get they'd get picked on? Like what Not the hell's going age. on over they there? They were in college at that age, weren't they? Yeah, frolicking. I don't Frolicking, know. They were, bro. They, they were older. If they were younger, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I feel like once you hit college, it's different. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, mean? I still see the. I still see the college. The the college. Yeah, that comes not up like, like, hey, you know, look at you, you, you little douchebag. Get away from the girl. Because let's see, I, <laughs> went, to, old school, I went to dude. college. I went to college in 2010. We're talking 1930. That's that's what. Yeah. 80 years. You're talking the difference. Yeah. Schools were smaller. People knew each other. More. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe. It was a I'll simpler time. Thing, a lot of time, a lot of things in those days were simpler. Um, but with the, what ends lu- up happening, they're lucky they didn't get the shit kicked out of them, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, what ends up happening is one of the guys really falls for this girl, and they end up trying to hook up, and it doesn't work out for him. He's got he's yeah. got performance anxiety, so it doesn't work out, right? And um, but he lies. He goes out drinking with his, the, the friends that formed this chowder society and that the four guys are drinking and, and carrying on and giggling like girls. And then uh, I shouldn't say that, right? Like they're just giggling, right? And um, one of them starts challenging this dude like, oh, so like tell us everything. What happened, right? Because like, he's got the feeling like maybe nothing happened. And so he's like, yeah, it was everything. She was a goddess, man. We, you know, we did all this stuff. She's amazing. And so all the guys are like, oh, my God. And they're like, let's just go to her house. What? 
Typical like, dudes. What? So all four of them go to the house because they all want to dance with her. And so she's dancing with some of them. And then they're like, all right, we need to go. And the one guy's like, no, I want my dance. Don't forget, though, they're plastered. Oh, Not that out that of their minds. an excuse, but they're plastered. Minds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so one guy's like, I want my dance. And so she realizes what's happening here. Like, it's kind of a, like this one dude brought them so that she, he could see them you know what i mean she's just kind of like yeah, oh okay yeah, yeah. she's like all right i'm gonna give you what you want so she's, she starts coming on to the guys like all right you know like, like you want basically like yo you want to fuck me let's do this well and she's coming on in an angry sort of yeah yeah uh it's not like yeah I'm gonna let's throw do it, this yeah it's, i'm gonna throw it in this guy's you face you want it fuck it yeah come on let's go yeah yeah come on like she's not actually gonna do it but she's, yeah. she's challenging their manhood is basically what she's doing yeah yeah and it starts to get out of hand one thing leads to another and one of the guys shoves her she hits the she falls against the uh, the pillar a post and knocks basically breaks her neck. Well, it looks like she breaks her neck. She falls over. She's on the ground and they're freaking out. They're talking about let's call the cops. And one guy's like, "No, we're not going to call the cops. Let's just hide it." And this other guy's like, "No, she's she's dead and she can't be dead." And the one guy's like, "She doesn't have a pulse." He's feeling her her wrist. He's feeling he's going her to neck. school to be a doctor. Yeah, there's no pulse. So. The, the the one guy, the ringleader, the one that's kind of the, the bully of this this society, Sears. right? Says, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to protect ourselves. We're going to get rid of her. Nobody knows her. They're not going to know she's missing. So they put her in a car and they set it with a, a brick or, or stone or something on the gas pedal and send it off into a lake so that it, um, you know, it'll go to the bottom of the lake. And I thought that was it. So did I until we had the same reaction they did. They're like, yeah. oh, shit, is there movement in the car? And that's when they realized she hadn't been dead. But now they were all murderers, not just the one accident, because yep. she's alive. And she's looking at them through that back window, screaming her head off as that car goes underwater. And now yep. we know she's they're coming back for involved. vengeance. Yes. Yep. So they're like, all right, we need to go back. And I'm assuming they're saying they're going to go back to apologize because they were going back to her house, right? They were going back there to make contact or something. The two remaining old guys and and uh, and and the young and the young guy. I don't know because they knew that the, the they knew that the two vagrants were living there. But what and were they, they knew that they were talking that to them? Yeah, but talking like, to her. Oh, is that what it was? So maybe they were going there it. to get to them to find out where she was at and what they had to do or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I must have zoned out once, dude. I was like, oh. Well, I watched it the, the second time, and I remember just thinking, like, okay, why are they here again? Like, did I just miss it again? I just didn't rewind it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it comes down to this thing where you know, one of the guys, and all the old men end up getting killed except one of them, and he goes to try to, he takes cops or or, or the men with him to go pull the car out of the lake, right, and set yeah. her body free, basically to to admit what they did. Before this ghost of hers comes and ends and this up is the killing. guy, and this is the guy who was freaking out before when when the the young guy was telling the story and wanted to yeah come forward correct yeah no 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 yeah. no, no 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 he dies he ends ah, up dying okay. of the heart attack uh, because oh yeah, yeah 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 because he can't find his medications because he's the doctor yeah 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 um, okay yeah he's the one who was kind of like. Um, he was just always crying. He's the shyest of them all. That was always shy around her, hiding his face with his hat, doing all that. He should have been the one Ricky. to survive. He did. He's the old dude at the very end. Oh, 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 no, I'm talking the other guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's the problem. I had a hard time keeping <laughs> these guys straight, just like I did when I read the book. I got you. I had you. a hard time keeping them straight. I got you. Um, 
So yeah, man. So that's our story. It's a, it's literally, it is, it's a ghost story. It's a story of vengeance. It's a story of, um, the, basically even in 1981, this movie would translate well today in terms of the message, in terms of the message of like how men feel they can basically impose their will on a woman. You know what I mean? And a Mm -hmm. lot of times it's because of the fear and the intimidation of a woman. You know, it really is a lot of what you see in, 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 a lot of the toxic masculinity right around these days. So I feel like the storyline with this would translate. Been. Exactly. That's how it's always been because, because men feel a threat to their power and their control and yeah. it's women. And they do it, man. And and I felt – so for me, watching this movie, dude, I felt like the story was cool and it felt familiar and I could follow certain things. It was muddled a lot of times. Um, but I'm like you. There's so much that could have been better with it. Now, even like a lot of the okay, go ahead. What you no, what go ahead. Gonna say like a lot of the um horror scenes, yeah. scary scenes with the corpses and the ghosts, the jump were, scares, but they were done in a way so that you knew it was coming. The one on the bridge, I didn't see coming, and the way like that, I didn't see coming. Like when she popped up one. from behind him, I was like, Holy shit! Yeah, when he was at the top of the bridge, yeah, yeah. And, and the guys watching him. You hear her say something from behind him, and that's when he turns, and there she is, and she's all zombified out and fucked up. And he's like, and then the music's like, bang, and you're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, I wasn't expecting that shit. Yeah, see, that one I wasn't, but the, the bathtub, I was expecting, maybe I wasn't exactly expecting her that, to pop up either. I was expecting something. No, I was. Yeah, see, I was I wasn't. expecting something. Uh, and then there was a couple other ones where, where the, um, where a corpse popped up and, and tried to scare you with a jump scare. And it was just predictable. It was predictable. Yeah. Um, it, those could have been hidden better and the delivered va- better. The vagrants made me feel on edge. Dude, the adult vagrant yeah. nailed that fucking role, dude. I rewound that scene and watched it like two or three times because I'm like, damn, dude, this guy is nailing this. He, he was leaves so you good. on edge, like so uncomfortable. And like, oh, and oh, just God. how he delivered the lines, too, was just perfect. Yes, dude. Perfect, yes. man. Um, so, yeah, dude, that's that. They like I, Like you said, there's a lot of things in here that do have shining moments. There's a lot of cool things about it. But the there's, actors, there's, too. Oh. My what did God, you think? dude. Uh, what do you mean? What did I think? We had a fucking powerhouse. This is like that that movie that they made. I can't remember the name of it, but it had like uh, Vince uh, Vincent Price in it and all these these old. School. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they have Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks, John Houseman. John Houseman. One of the things I saw on Wikipedia that this was the last feature film that Astaire, Fairbanks, and Douglas um, were to get all together. So. Melvin Douglas didn't even see the release of this movie. I didn't even realize these guys had all uh, done stuff together. Like I was like, oh, is this is this a thing that they're known for doing movies together? Apparently, right? This was the last Hmm. one that they were all a feature film on, and he ended up dying. Yeah, four months before the film's release. But you're right, dude. But you know who he is, right? Yeah, the senator from Changeling. Oh no, I didn't even pay attention to that. No. Yes. Wow. And John Houseman Sears, the big guy, the leader of the group. Yes, I know. He's the dude from The Fog. Yes, I know him. Yeah. Um, and and then the other guy, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire, dude. Everybody knows "Singing in the Rain," bro. <laughs> Singing in the Rain, dude. Um, but yeah, man, this um, was his last film altogether, too. Was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, he yeah. played Ricky. He that was Ricky at the yeah. end who stabs the vagrant um towards the very very end. Yeah, dude, what a it, I enjoyed the performances of all of all of the actors and actors. I thought they did a pretty decent job. I think the go, the woman who played the ghost, Eve, Eva. Oh god, she was good. She was great, dude. I loved her. She commanded dude, I- Commanded British the accents, European accents kill me to begin with. So she just But even her countenance, there. dude, like the way yes. she carried herself and did certain things to really make and you feel she, unnerved. And again, how she delivered the lines and spoke and just it was great, dude. Yeah. And then yeah. um Yeah, the Chowder Society were awesome. I loved all four of yes. their performances. I thought they killed, I thought they were great. Um uh Craig Wasso, if that's how you pronounce his last name, Don, the young the, the yeah. son. Yeah. Uh he was uh Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightmare Three, Dream Warriors, dude. Yep, I remember. Um, but overall, um, I feel like he was good too. Like he came across very believable in in those kinds of moments of like, what the hell's going on? When he's kind of looking at her, there's times where he's terrified. There's times where it's actual. He's perplexed. Like you can see it. He pulls that off so well. Um, yeah, you know. I so really I don't did. fault I anything. It. Anything I don't like with this film. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't fault the actors. Right. I think it was post. I think a lot was post, or or maybe even direction in terms of how they wanted to tell the specific parts of the story. It it really hurt. The other thing even that the hurt cinematographer the film, for the film is a, is is a well known, well respected cinematographer too. I read you know something I mean? about him wanting it to have. He wanted it to look like it was an English film. He filmed it with specific lenses and lighting so that you felt like, you know, at any moment, certain scenes could be in a Christmas card. Like it it had that kind of warm, rich feel. Yeah, that opening scene where they're showing like the town or whatever it is with the snow coming down. I saw that and I was like, damn, dude, this reminds me of the old old Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. Right, dude? Yes. so I did see that 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 was a big deal that he was doing. He wanted it to have that look. And so I enjoyed it. I have to say the look of it, I thought like the texture of the quality of film, I liked that. I like I kind of like that older yeah. look to it. Um it wasn't more updated and shiny, you know what I mean? The Which thing that threw me, dude, was the score. Yeah. There were moments, there were moments where it's good. You've got the perfect build up, the strings, the suspense. But then there's moments, bro, where it sounded like a comedy, like these, like <laughs> like he was using xylophones or something. Like there was these. I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Because watching it the second time through, I was like, yeah, I I thought I've thought I, this is not right. Like this music does not fit what's happening right now. There's yeah. the scene where, um, uh, what's his name, the young guy, um, Don the, Don wakes up right, and she's mm-hmm. not in the bed next to him. And the music is like, like kind of kooky, like, like <laughs> oh, what's going on, kind of a thing, right? And he gets up and he's naked, and she's standing in the room naked, just kind of staring off in the distance, saying stuff, and and I'm like, this does like what is happening here? Who did the score in this film? Because <laughs> there's times when it works and there's tension and it's and it's just do it's it's doing what it needs to do, and then there's these moments where you're like, huh. <laughs> It almost yeah. feels like Austin Powers or, or like like that 60s, 70s kooky kind of like sitcom. I don't know. It threw me way <laughs> off, dude. It threw me way off. Yeah, no, I get that, dude. And and you know what, dude? It seems like it seems like a lot of these films that we've been looking at, the, the score, I, I don't think we've had a film where the score was completely off. The score either works or 
half works and half doesn't. I don't think we've had a film where it doesn't work at all. Right. That's true. That's 100% true. So they're they're at least movies. on the same wavelength of success, but obviously they fell a little short. But yeah, I've seen movies where it's way off, right? So 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 far we haven't seen anything that's bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. too bad. But this one, this one kept throwing me off every time I heard those like xylophones, like and little, and you know what? I, I get what they were going for. They just didn't execute it properly. Again, yeah. execution uh, in key areas of this film was just not there. Just wasn't good. Yeah, um, and that's what. That's what hurt it. I was interested. One of those departments. I pulled up Wikipedia because I was very interested to see if there was a remake of this or if there was plans for one. Um, Because I, you know, I finished it again. Though there's a lot that could be done to fix it. I felt like again, I felt like this was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I thought I remember finish it going. Okay, this was a decent story. Um, There's things that could have been fixed, but it was decent. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. and again, like the the way it looked, like those those practical effects for the 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 zombie. Oh looking, yeah, dude! Like, like the one at the end where she falls out of the car and her skin's just like falling off the bone, like fucking ribs, dude. At the restaurant, dude, Ugh. and the way she's coming out of the car is all like that's like yeah, old school, dude. like nineteen fifties horror, like kids with their like like puppetry, sheets up, dude, like looking at that shit. Yeah, and like you don't want to see that. It's so it was awesome to see that though, but I thought that looked good. Um. But so I was interested. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to redo this. Um, I think they should. I think I we should have a remake of this because again, I think the story itself is a strong story, and the idea of keep, even keep it in the same era if you want, right? Just keep keep it that it, that happened in the 30s, and then 50 years later, if you want to do it that way, because it's easier to get away with the crimes back in those days. You know what I mean? Or even in the 60s and 70s, and then flash forward it to 2010s. You know? Well, what I yeah. Mean? If you did like what they did with it, where they modernized it and did it in today. Um, yeah, set the kids, made them a little bit younger. I think they could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe in high school, you know, did something stupid as as high school kids. Yeah, um, and she just was reported as a missing person and never found. And that's what I think. I think you know it, it could be a cool a cool if it was remade. Um, but again, since this film, there have been a lot of movies that have that kind of that feel. Have you ever seen What Lies Beneath with um? Oh God! Not in a long time. Harrison Ford, and Michelle Holy Pfeiffer, crap. again, yeah. and again, another one of these types of movies where you know the man did something he wasn't supposed to do, and the you know the the female victim comes back from the grave to avenge it, kind of a thing. Um, so it's at, been um, it has been done since again. But well, look at Secret Window too. There you go. There you, you know go. What I mean, and you can go down the line, dude. There's all kinds of things. Um, but uh, but overall, I I, I did enjoy it. Though there was a lot that could be worked on. Yeah. Gotta tell you. Which is interesting because I, I really don't know where the disconnect is where this movie fell off the wagon because it was written. I I, I don't know if it was the source material. Um because You'll have again, to go I through and read it. Book. I, <laughs> You'll have to finish I, it. <laughs> dude, I never not finish a book. I right, always I finish you. a book. I always finish a book, I've, and, and I just didn't do that with this one. You're one of those people that forces yourself to finish it, even if you're not enjoying it. Yeah, because I want to know what happens. Okay, but this one, I you're just, like, I don't like even I care. Said, I couldn't because I couldn't follow it. You know what I mean? I couldn't keep the characters straight. So I don't know if that's where it stemmed from. And like I said, translated over because even the guy who wrote the script for this movie wrote Carrie. He wrote the It miniseries. He wrote uh, 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 fuck uh, Tommy Knockers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this isn't a guy who's new to the horror. 
not new to adapting a book into a screenplay. Um, he knows what he's doing. Mm. So where is that disconnect? I don't know. I really don't I feel know. a lot of it is the di- direction in terms of who's sitting there at the editing bay, you know, with the editor saying, all right, I want this to look here. I want this to come next. I want you to cut this and go to this. Yeah, I kind of take fault. this out because it felt like um, there was things that may have been taken out as well. It felt weird certain times where it was like, wait, I think we're missing a scene somewhere. There's that scene where the dude's having a heart attack, right? Like he's coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. What's her name gets on the phone to call Ricky, right? And the, and she, his wife's calling Ricky. And the next thing we know, we cut to him, the guy being dead and Ricky going, this is Ricky. And no, we don't see the wife. We see nothing. Like what, 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 what happened? Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many, like, that's what I'm saying. I think there was things that were cut that may have made these certain transitions between scenes or whatever. It just feels like, I don't know. I don't know the production history behind this. I don't know if, you know, they were forced to cut things, if there was time constraints. I have no clue. Um, I, I just like know the, uh, that watching like two, it, it doesn't feel complete. Yeah. And I feel like the two vagrants weren't utilized like they should have been. They should have been right. involved they, more. They like felt spotty. Scenes. Yeah. It feels like things are missing with those guys too, because it feels yeah, so like they I came out of nowhere. Irvine for this, dude, I really do, and the, the directing seat. Because even if, even if the book, which is weird to me, because the book is regarded as a really great horror book, and it's regarded as one of Peter Straub's best novels, as far mm-hmm. as I know. So even if it's because the book is terrible, I still fault him as the director for not translating it better and fixing the things that needed to be fixed. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, know. Er, John Irvin goes on to do Hamburger Hill in 1987. You ever see that movie? Brutal. It's a brutal. No, I heard it was a good. I heard it's a great classic movie, though. But um, yeah, it's it's tough to watch though. So it's, it's pretty not like brutal. He's, so it's not like he's a bad director. No, you know what I mean. It's just he. I I don't know, and that's why it's so weird because it's not like this is a green new director. As far as I know, what did he do before this? Um, he only did one movie before that, a movie called oh. The Dogs of War. Okay, so maybe he was a new green with director. Christopher Christopher Walken and Tom Berenger. No, no, he did a couple things here, dude. He's did he? All kinds of things, yeah. What am I looking at his filmography here? Where are you looking at it on? Wikipedia. Oh, Dogs oh, of War, yeah, nineteen eighty. Go to... Ghost Story, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, he's got things going as far back as. Ah, short short films. Yeah, yeah, short so he's subject not films. Making film, dude. Well, look at it, though. That's the thing. Maybe he's so used to telling stories did, with such did, short form, he's breaking up those scenes as mini stories, and that he's not finishing some of the scenes. You know. Yeah, but he did the original Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, I better run to Walmart and buy my copy. I never but, seen that. I, mean, I don't know what that is. That, that's a. It's a British spy movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, an old school one. They redid it. They redid it in uh, the 2010s, I believe, with Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, so I have to. We like, have to go the director route because, I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe I mean it was 1981, well, 1980, probably when they were filming it. Maybe he was just coked up. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it was the times. Look at what it's going to be. Maximum Overdrive. It's going to be trending on Twitter tomorrow. Out of the shadows says John Irvin coked up while writing Ghost Story, 1981. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows dude I don't you know what I gotta tell maybe you maybe he was going through a divorce who knows could be a number of things <laughs> this movie does have the charm and the look again there's a feel to it that I mean I, I it wouldn't hurt me to watch it again 
Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I definitely check it out again and watch it a, a third time through. Because again, I like to give certain movies that give me that feel like, hey, let me just check it out again. I like to you give know, it that chance because you never know. I hear, I see people sometimes they post, oh, I want to get my kid into horror movies. Where's a good place to start? This might be a good place to start if your kid can harry, handle the scary scenes. Yeah, that you'd have to just make sure to get them an edited version where there wasn't all the sex and nudity. Because I got to tell you, I was surprised at the amount of, uh, of yes. sex and nudity in this film. Is this the first film that we have on our on our, our series here where we have full frontal male nudity? Yes, I don't, it has to I be. Don't remember, I don't remember any other films. Yeah, it has to be. And Not that right. it was You're long, right, full but... frontal. We got it. We got male ass in this one. We got penis. Uh, you got... But we've gotten ass You got before. everything. You got everything yeah. in this film. Um, but you also got what looked but we like... Don't have, but we didn't have full frontal female nudity in this film. Not complete, no. But there was a moment, dude, that I was like... I was like, hang on, let me let me let me just rewind and watch this again. <laughs> let me rewind, like you're 14 years old. Is again. this unsim? <laughs> is this unsimulated? Because that looks like he's fucking banging her for real. <laughs> what the shit? I'm like, what the hell? Uh, because you know, in movies, it always looks unnatural because they're not really doing it right. Yeah, they're only yeah. simulating it. Um, there are films that are out there, mainstream films, where actors and actresses and the direction, the way the movie went, the decision was made to do it unsimulated, and so people well, have at, done um, that. Look at Chloe. How do you pronounce her last name? Chloe Savini? Oh, yeah. And the whatever. Brown Bunny. Yeah. 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 That was a big deal when that came out. I remember oh, the billboards yeah. for it was a still of that scene, you know, right before. Really? Right, well, right before she pulled this, you know, whatever out. Her face is like right down there. Dang. Um, hmm. But, yeah, dude, I remember just feeling like, wow, this movie has a lot more sex than I thought it would be. Like, I'm watching a movie with old guys telling a story, and then all of a sudden it turns into like Cinemax at night. See, and, and that's the other thing. I kind of had this weird feeling, and it kind of felt to me like this movie was geared towards older people. Almost like Cocoon? Not like a... Or Batteries Not Included. I don't know if you know those movies, do those? Yeah, I know, but yeah, movies. Batteries Not Included. Yeah, like that. It's it's geared towards an older audience, I felt like. I don't feel like it was meant for... I agree. Um, for like the teenagers to go out and... It felt more sophisticated in terms of yes. horror than than what we see with like, like Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I agree, dude. I one hundred percent agree with that. That's how it, it felt. Like a classy this is a, horror film. Yeah, you so can see this as a classic. Maybe that's why. Let's revisit this film in forty years and see how we feel about it. <laughs> in forty years, <laughs> mark your calendars. Put that on your Google Calendar, bro. <laughs> Putting alert. We're not even gonna have Google calendars. Everything's gonna be in fucking. They're gonna. Implants it's just implanted, in eyes, dude. dude. Yeah. Everything's just, just going to be right into your, your calendar. Link. Right? That's insane. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, ghost Story, eh, not so bad. I guess if I gave it any kind of rating out of five, I'd probably give it like a, a, a three, a flat three, right in the middle. I'd give you know? it a five, dude. Oh, oh, out of five? Out of five? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd give it a two and a half. I'd give it a two and a half, right in the middle. I gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I, I said, it's got those... It's got those um, I always see it's three is right good. in the middle, right? Because you have one, you have five, you have two, you have four. There's that middle. There's three. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. Well, because we could give it zero stars. You could. You oh, know? you know what? You're right. 2.5 is not a bad rating. I'm still going to keep it three. Like I said, there's there's enough charm in that. There's enough to yeah, it. Exactly. There's enough in the story itself, the overall story. That Again, the second time watching it through, because I already knew it was coming, it felt there was a little bit better of a flow to it, though the beginning still is very choppy. Um, yeah. I'm not going to complain. I enjoyed it. It was decent. Yeah. Not bad. Overall. No. 
All right, dude. That was it. 1981 in the books. Put it on the shelf. Yep. Make yep. sure to rewind before you put it on the shelf. And yes. then, uh, please, please rewind. Don't be that guy. <laughs> so now we're uh, we're in the break, right? That's what we do on this show. We follow 1980s year by year, and in between the years, we take a break. I talk like we've been doing this forever. We only took a break once between 1980 and 81. And <laughs> Feels it was like to, forever, dude. 26 it was to, episodes, man. Damn. <laughs> it was to watch uh, silent films. Yes. And we debated. We said, you know, should we go to the 30s next and start watching Universal films? Um, should we watch maybe the 70s, right? So that we can see immediately what's influencing some of these earlier 80s. And we were like, nah, let's just do kind of a theme or a topic. So we're going to do a theme. And, and I like that idea because... Because I'm glad we didn't just do the 30s because yeah. mix it up and bounce around and see some different things, man. Yeah, dude. But now I, we went from silent films in the first interlude to being really fucking loud in and, the second interlude. And graphic, the return of splatter horror, some would say, uh, or part, part of part of the, the crew of guys that are bringing black, back splatter horror the past 10 years. We're yeah. going to be checking out, and this is a polarizing figure in horror films. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, you know, I'll tell you, there is, it's very few and far between where you're going to come across somebody in horror who makes these films that horror fans are, are either fans or, or they're, they're not. not. There's yeah. no middle. There's no like, ah, oh, it's cool. That's not bad. They're like, I love it. Or they're like, fuck that dude. He's fucking shit up. And I don't like his style. Which is interesting. Knowing things that are coming down the pipeline. Yes, sir. Yes. So I say that. And when I say that, dude, is because we're going to start checking out the films of Rob Zombie. And that's where we just lost half our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck these guys. I'm not listening. You know what? Listen to us talk about them. You never know. We might watch this and say, you know, this is what's Fucking wrong. shit. You never know. Uh, hint, hint. Probably not on my end. I'm a fan, dude. I'm a fan of Rob Zombie films, dude. Um, there are things in his films that I can say, uh, eh, but... Overall, I'm a fan of his stuff, and there was one that I haven't seen yet, so I'm looking forward to that one. So before we get into it, um, we're starting at the beginning. We're starting at his first film, his first feature film, the, the one yep. that put him on the map. We're checking and this out. this is one, dude, that I remember seeing on the shelves at Blockbuster all the time, dude. Dude, I remember when I heard this movie was coming out, first of all, the name of it, I'm going to say it, House of a Thousand Corpses. It just sounded like yeah, that I have dude. to see this movie. I'm a horror fan. I love horror. How am I not going to see a movie about a house of a thousand corpses? And it has that kind of throwback feel, like that kind of old creature feature days of movies where it was like the house of a thousand corpses. Like you said, Grindhouse, right? House on Haunted Hill. Yes, yeah. things like that. Well, oh. Hey, save it. We'll get there. Let's not, let's not get yeah, into that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next week, we're doing that. Get ready for it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we get out of here, Jim, tell them where they can find us on the Interspace. Um, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We are at OOTS pod. Please respond to my tweets because it's getting very lonely there. Um, <laughs> it's a slow process. Man. Um, and then Facebook and Instagram and uh, slash or uh, out of the shadows podcast. Come and find us, man. Yep. 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 That's Interact. Us. Please leave us some reviews. I say it every week. I know people are listening. Yep. Yep. If I could find out where you'd live, I'd send you a flyer, <laughs> but I can't. We're going to start sending them merch. You want a t-shirt? You got to leave us a review. Leave us a review. Okay. Leave us a review. Um, 
let us know you left us a review. And the only way you can let us know that is to send us uh, a comment through one of our social media. And then I will send you an out of the shadows t-shirt with our, our out of the shadows, uh, you know, podcast artwork on it, the logo. Yeah. yeah. Um, no joke. I'll do it. I'm definitely doing it. So, uh, do it. Leave us, leave us some reviews. Then let us know you did it and you're getting a t-shirt. Other than that, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. We're done. We're going to see you next week in Rob Zombieland. Until then, keep your eye on the shadows. Ah.